This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Are you ready to get the show started? Yes. Then let's do it. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to episode 107 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. That means there's 106 behind this episode. And we got a listener (laughs) that wrote in on iTunes that said, uh, they wrote a review. They said, just go ahead. Go back to the beginning and start there. You know what's great about the beginning? We were lame. Yeah, right. It's like, like so horribly recorded. <laughs> but you guys can be like, oh, they've gotten so much better. And, you know, you'll feel like we're yeah. doing really great. And these new snappy comparison. intros are even better. Like, we're All just right. having a lot more fun. This one is Give Your Child the World. Yeah. And we have a guest on Jamie Martin in a few yeah. minutes. But This uh, is a really fun interview that I think people can take practical good stuff from. Yeah, and it's not just Give Your Child the World. We're going to talk about homeschooling fear. Mm-hmm. Boom. I said it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but this is Fluff Time, Fluff Time 101. We just got back from Hawaii, people, and we are in our studio looking out in California, summertime heat. Not Hawaii. Not no. at all. <laughs> but, you know, we, we're not going to rub it in. But we did do a couple things in Hawaii that were cool. We recorded our first live video on Facebook. Yeah, that was fun. So if you're a Facebook follower, yeah, you, you go got to see that. that or go back and watch it. Yeah. Or join Facebook or follow us on Facebook because we'll do more. Yes, we will. We also recorded a live video, or not a live, we recorded a video in the middle of uh, the Hanalei Valley uh, and rice paddies and rain on the muddy, it was like right in between rainstorms. Also, when we finished filming that little video and got back into our car, our friends who were waiting in the car pointed out that it said no trespassing right where we were. So, so we, we trespassed? Yes, we broke just the law, for you. And, but that was for our Patreon <laughs> right, listeners, so right. not everybody's going to see that video. We, we have that for our supporters at Patreon. Uh, we are in the middle of summer, though, so we're having a 70 summer. We've talked about this a lot of times. Maybe our listeners know. We're giving our kids uh, a lot of fun this summer. We're trying to uh, overwhelm them with activities so that when they hit bed at <laughs> bedtime, they're gone. So yesterday we walked five miles in the morning on a hike. Yeah. They came back and swam for like four hours with their friends. Oh, man. Yeah. The best, right? Yeah. I mean, like, just wear sunshine the alone. out of them. Yeah, sunshine yeah. alone in the summer yeah. is enough to just drop a kid. <laughs> Man, that sounds horrible. It's like we're trying to sedate our kids with fun. We are. That's okay, exactly yes. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've had fresh fruit on the trees, which means, and fresh berries, so that means a lot of jams and yeah, pies. I've got some uh, water boiling right now to go can some jam. Dude, so let's, come on. Let's and ice on. creams. And it sounds like we're living like this romantic Pinterest lifestyle. Actually, in this case, we are. We're actually eating uh, the food we're making. Yeah. But here's why. Because I'm not actually homeschooling right now. So, right, moms? You can relate to this. No. I become a much better homemaker in the summer because I'm not teaching school. So I can do all the fun stuff. We did something where we asked a question and some parents were like, no, I'm teaching all summer. It's like, 
Dude, sorry. it's summer. This <laughs> yeah. is the time to relax and enjoy you know, sleep though, in. I've heard people say like the the humidity is so hot where they live, or or they you know whatever it is, torrential rainstorms, or that it they just prefer to be inside um, during those months. So they might as well get some schoolwork done, and then they they take time off in the fall when the weather's perfect. Or you know, I mean, hey, there's a lot of ways to do that in your homeschooling. So do that. And I prefer not to live there. I don't mean to be snarky. <laughs> But That's like you live here. This is like yeah. it was like when we went to Indiana a couple weeks ago and they were like, you know, there was tornadoes when we were there and everybody kept saying, Well, we at least we don't live with earthquakes. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like earthquakes <laughs> right. don't stop my life ever. Like I don't say like, Oh, time to go inside, there's an earthquake coming. They just I think come. The earthquake thing is so funny to me because um hurricanes every single year. Yeah. Tornadoes, tornadoes every flooding single. earthquakes, I'm like, I don't do I do you remember the I don't even remember the last one. No. <laughs> no exactly. It was like dental school. Like that's how like 20 something years ago that I remember. That you like remember feeling one. I remember waking going, up yeah. and going, oh, an earthquake. Now, and then going right back to bed. To be fair, the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. It was devastating. Yeah. <laughs> we lost an entire neighborhood of yes. San Francisco and the Bay Bridge. So I'm yeah, not making big. fun. <laughs> I'm not making fun. When they hit, they're big. Right. So we just get trembled in bed and then, but somewhere in California, yeah. someone's house collapsed. I get yeah, that. Yeah, but. Yeah. It's not as overwhelming in every year. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You run screaming from the house like, earthquake. No, that's not. No, not But it's not, not annual. How's that? Yeah. So for those people that have been affected by earthquakes, we're so sorry. We're not trying to poke fun. And for those people that have to live with humidity and floods and giant Zika mosquitoes, again, sorry. Zika. Man, yeah. you got a current event in there. Good job. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad for me. So let's get on with our show. We are going to talk about giving your child the world. We will be right back. Kendra? Yes, Fletch? Listen to this. You know what that is? That's a bag <laughs> of Caroline's coffee. Oh, that was man. That yeah. smells good. You it just was, like crinkled the bag and I can smell it. It Yummy. was roasted last week by Trace Fike at Caroline's Coffee and sent to me. Mm-hmm. You would love this one. No, you okay. wouldn't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fair trade. You'd love that. That I do love. It's Rwandan coffee, which you know this because I took you out the other night and I had coffee and the, the coffee barista is super smart where we were yep. and he talked to you about African coffees. Do you remember? I remember. They're going to smell like stone fruits. They're going to smell like... You know, you'll get peaches and apricots and nectarine smells. And that's exactly what this... You want to bury your nose under the coffee. Yeah. That's how much this smells good. I'm with you. So, uh, listeners, they support our show. You know how it works? You have to go support them. It's a cheap and easy way to help support homeschooling in real life. You're buying coffee, which you're going to drink anyway. They'll send it right to your door. Mm. It comes hand-packed by Elise with little hearts on the note when you open up your, your coffee box. So head on over... Use the code H-I-R-L at checkout and you will get 10% off everything you order. Thanks. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. 
So we're sitting down to talk to Jamie Martin on Skype in just a few moments. But before we get there, give your child the world. Kendra, we talked on the Mango Times podcast. That's mm-hmm. my personal podcast. Yeah. Don't go there, people. I've said this before. Um, that's, <laughs> He's warning you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's a lot off. of irreverence there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just there's some crazy stuff. Anyhow, we were talking about um, adventure, a spirit of adventure, and yeah. one of the things that came up was parents living in fear. Sorry. There, yes, yes. There are a lot of us living in fear and making parenting choices out of fear from the very beginning. I'm not going to do this in childbirth because I fear it will do this. I'm not going to do this uh, with my newborn because I'm fearful of this. I'm not going to use plastic bottles because it will poison them. I will, you know, and on and on and on and on, which we know can spiral out of control in 2016. I'm going to date us right now in time Um, because there's just so much information out there. And so we take all that and it's, it is stifling when we forget that we're called not to live in fear. And it's just easy to forget that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit yeah. of freedom and power and sound minds and the ability to look at something and say, I'm going to make this choice for my family and I'm going to trust that God is in control here. Now, um, those of you that are pulling out your phones to write us evil messages, we <laughs> did not say don't live with wisdom. Right. Yeah. Of we're course, just saying don't be s- crippled by fear. Crippled, yeah. And um, so, yeah, we were talking about that. And then, you know, we this came on the heels of us talking about sending our daughter to Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh my goodness, you're sending your daughter to Nicaragua? Yeah. Aren't you? Blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, if, like I just said prior to the break, are you fearful of the Zika virus? Are you fearful of this? Are you fearful of that? Mm-hmm. We're making wise choices. She's going with a church group. But in this case, you know, it's an idea of we wanted to give our daughter the world. And a lot of our listeners say, well, I can't afford to do that. And in yeah. this case, who did we partner with? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a neat thing how God had my parents um, in our church the day that that trip was announced, and my mom just turned to me and whispered, hey, if, if your kids want to go, I would like to provide that for them, and that is their gift from her this year, so birthday, yeah. you know, Christmas, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the point I want to make here, too, that oftentimes we think we can't afford that, we can't add that in. What can you take out to provide some of those opportunities. Like if you think, okay, here's a great example. The Monterey Bay Aquarium went in California. It's just a couple hours from our home. It is a, the, it's just world renowned, world-class aquarium doing amazing things on the coast of California. People come from all over the world. It is so expensive to go there. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I think the last time we went, it was like $75 a person, which for a family of our size, that's an expensive day. Seventy-five bucks a person. Yes, is that it how is much it was? Really expensive. Oh, it may yeah, even yeah, be yeah. more than that by now because it's been some years. But we asked. We said, "How can we make this work?" And we asked grandparents to provide that as a Christmas gift. Or you know, we've said, "Let's make some different decisions. Let's eat beans this this month." You know, let's yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, so that we can give our kids some opportunities or some exposure to some things. But what I'm loving about our guest today is that she's making it essentially free. I mean, if you, if you decide to use a library or, you know, borrow books or whatever it is, you can give your child the world and give them an insight into how other people live and other cultures simply by picking up a book. That's the cue. Let's head to our interview. 
All right, so Kendra and I are in the studio, and we are on the phone with Jamie Martin. Now, I'm going to read her bio, okay, Kenj? Okay. It says this, Jamie Martin lives a global life at home every day with four countries, England, India, Liberia, and the USA, represented under her roof. She's blessed to be called Mommy by her biological son and two internationally adopted children, and she loves sipping cups of tea with her British husband. Jamie blogs at simplehomeschool.net, where she's been writing since 2010 about mindful parenting, intentional education, and the joy found in a pile of books. She lives with her family in Connecticut. Jamie, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, that was a real formal introduction. That was right off the back of the book. <laughs> so, so not like us. It's not it? homeschooling. Really. Kendra, can you lighten things up for us? Yeah, you bet. Well, Jamie and I um, have some of those very weird relationships that have occurred in the last 10 years of, of the world, and that's just by blogging um, and having an online uh, knowledge of each other and sharing of each other's materials. And um, I, I love what Jamie writes at simplehomeschool.net. That's awesome. Jamie, did oh, you hear thank that? You. Boy. <laughs> I hear that. Thank you. Are we speaking to you directly in Connecticut today? You're in Connecticut? Yes, I am. And we, we live on five acres in a 200-year-old farmhouse. But right now, we have like a little, it's really, it's a shed. <laughs> and But we call it the Inspiration Studio. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That sounds yeah. that sounds great, doesn't it? I know. Well, yeah. she's saying five acres and a 200-year-old farmhouse, and I think most of us think how idyllic, but really I'm like, oh, my goodness, I bet you have plumbing issues, and I bet you have like, all kinds of things you've had to deal with in that beautiful well, home. You know what? You know what? I should say we rent a 200-year-old farmhouse. Oh, oh that's a <laughs> way to do it. Wow. So now suddenly everybody's breathing. And I, I was going to ask her, nice. her, her middle initial is C. I was going to guess their middle name was Upkeep because <laughs> two acres out in California, we're dry, so we don't even get wet, you know, wet winters or anything like that, and we right. are constantly doing Upkeep. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. we, we're excited to have you here because we're talking about your new book, Give Your Child the World, Raising Globally-Minded Kids One Book at a Time. And we wanted to talk to you because Kendra and I have, have had a conversation recently actually over on my podcast, yeah. which... Don't ever go to anyone because it's Fletch, <laughs> Fletch it's without it's unedited and it's Fletch <laughs> without boundaries. Uh, but we were over there talking about that podcast and we were talking about um, parenting with fear. Mm-hmm. Or um, we, I was talking about giving your kids a spirit of adventure. It's one of the things. It's a word that I use around our house for our kids. I want them to be on adventure, even if it's the hardware store, even mm-hmm. if it's just hanging out with dad. And we were talking about homeschooling parents living in fear. Um, fearful about um, driver's licenses, and we don't want our kids to go on a missions trip. You know, our daughter's going to Nicaragua this summer, mm. and so many homeschoolers live with fear. So, um, your experiences there, or your thoughts writing this book? Well, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, for me, I just really believe that I want my kids to fall in love with the world that God has created. And we know that this world has problems, plentiful problems. But I believe that my kids and yours and everyone listening, you know, their kids have been um, designed by God to provide 
the solutions to some of those problems. Um, but we don't, we don't get there by being consumed with the problems, right? We get there by falling in love with the world that God has made. And I kind of think of it, you know, as an analogy with marriage, like no one comes to us, at least in this country and tells us you are going to fall in love with that man and you are going to be happily married forever after. No, we know that marriage is so much hard, hard work, but it doesn't start out that way. It starts out with falling in love, which is like this thrilling, amazing process. And once you have that down, you're committed and then you can get to work when it gets hard. And I think that that's the way it is with our kids falling in love with the world. Um, you know, they start out that way with this natural curiosity and wonder. They explore everything in nature and they find it all fascinating. And if we can find a way to help, to help them kind of maintain that God-given natural wonder for the world, then I think that as they grow into adults, they're going to feel empowered and inspired to then get to work. And the fear will not consume them because they've had this foundation of kind of faith and love. So that's part of what I hope the Give Your Child the World gives parents, an easy kind of simple introductory way to start building uh, that foundation of faith and confidence and love for the world. Well, you have written your book in two parts, and I think what we'll do is why don't we talk about each part separately. The the first part, falling in love with the world, and the second one, read the world. Uh, you're kind of leading into that, falling in love with the world, and you in your book have some practical ways uh, that you invite the world into your home for your family, and then you talked a little bit about the power of story. Uh, what are we seeing? What what will our readers get in that section? Uh, well, I just most of the book, uh, the second half is all about using books and the power of story to kind of help our kids learn to love the world, learn about the world, to help families kind of explore it together. But I also wanted to provide uh, another avenue for parents to just kind of create a, fa a family culture that honors the world, that seeks to learn more about it. So I have a chapter just kind of devoted to practical ways to do that. And it gives just a handful of suggestions for parents to kind of choose the ones that resonate with them. Everything from like sponsoring a child to make the globe personal with a connection with an individual child to um, something we do currently that we really enjoy is we have a prayer bowl that's uh, in our dining room. And every morning after our morning breakfast school, um, we will choose someone out of the prayer bowl. And on little slips of paper, we've just put um, everything from individual people we know to relatives, to causes, to nations, and just the things that are on our heart. And that's been a really um, special way for us to kind of remember our global connections in the day-to-day. -day. And so that chapter is just filled with, with ideas like that that parents can pull from. 
Oh, that's the kind of stuff I love, Jamie. And um, one of the reasons I know readers love what you've written over the years, because they're sort of um, graspable, you know, hands-on, like, oh, I can do this. And I think for a lot of families, especially uh, people who choose to home educate and then lose an income, potentially, Mm. sending our kids or, you know, throwing them all onto a plane and taking them around the world is just not a possibility. But this is one of the reasons I love the second part of your book, because you're really equipping parents to open their kids' eyes, to to broaden horizons without ever leaving home. Yes, I know. I love that too, because, um, you know, there's this quote by St. Augustine where he said, uh, the world is a book. And those who do not travel read only a page. Um, and I, I really agree with that. And yet, I mean, there are just so many of us that our lives are not practical for jumping on a plane and going around the world with our family due to whatever, so many reasons. And, and I believe we can get the same, the same depth and the same inspiration um, from really great books and inspiring stories. And so that's what I wanted to give parents a practical way that they could do that, um, where someone else has done the really the bulk of the hard work for them and they can just get to the good part. Because it is true that uh, travel, I, I really think there's a bonding connection that happens when people travel and explore other cultures. But I also believe you can get a good chunk of that same exposure and experience and adventure, like you were mentioning, Fletch, um, you know, right there on the living room sofa as a family. And that just really excites me because I think it feels accessible to people. And, and so that's what I've hoped that I've done here. Well, we're going to jump into the second part because uh, Jamie's going to take us around the world in part two of her book. But <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's just take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back. Hey there, homeschoolers. I'm Michael. And I'm Brendan from Finding Christ in Cinema. Once you've finished listening to this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, come on over and join us as we discover Christian themes in your favorite movies at ChristinCinema.com. All right, and we're back. And before we jump into part two of Jamie's book, I wanted to, she was making me think a little bit about what we do here at our local church um, in Modesto. You know, we go to an Acts 29 church, very focused on the gospel and outreach. So we have a two parts of our missions. It's the global, where we support um, missionaries that go out on the field mm-hmm. globally, but then we have this local ministry. And it's we, we partner with four different organizations, but one of them is World Relief, which uh, is part of a bigger organization. But in our local chapter, we encourage the people from our church to partner and actually put their feet to the ground and go meet with refugees who are resettling in our town. And that's helping them you know, get a license and mm-hmm. what's it look like to go through the DMV, which in California is a nightmare. And then, you know, <laughs> how do you, how do you run those conveyor belts and the self checkout at the local yeah. grocery <laughs> store? You know, so, you know, these are ways in which young and, and not young, but local families can actually have a multicultural experience, cross-cultural. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what we've seen mm-hmm. are relationships build with some of those families as well, where they're, they actually, you know, 
uh, welcome you into their home and and take your shoes off and sit on the floor and and eat their Middle Eastern cuisine. And I mean, what a beautiful picture of um, community and God's grace that, mm. you know, we can provide our kids. And I think that's the kind of thing Jamie's talking about, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for listeners that maybe, I don't know, do people join in mid-podcast? I don't think they do. It's not like a radio program where they're like suddenly <laughs> turn on the dial. But we're talking about Give Your Child the World, uh, Jamie Martin's new book. And in part two, you talk about reading the world. So you take us on a trip around the world with literature, right? Yes, that's right. So the idea is that there are carefully curated reading lists. So I've designed them, and and the way that I've done that uh, was just by researching just extensive research on all the multicultural books that are out there. And then um, for for the majority of them, I actually did hold them in my hands and read them myself because I really wanted to kind of give parents that comforting uh, knowledge that someone else that they trust has gone through this and kind of given it a stamp of approval. Because I know as a parent myself, that means so much to me when I find that a a personal recommendation someone can give. So I did that. um, And then I broke it down into every area of the world, every continent, and within the continents by uh, then country, region, and age range. So the books go from uh, age four up to age 12. um, So that parents can just, if there's a an area of the world that your family is drawn to, or maybe you have family from there or maybe friends from there, right? I, I kind of see it as being able to just open it and, and browse to the section that interests you most as a way to get started. So it's very informal and, and people can just use it in the way that they they choose in the way that inspires them. But yes, there are eight chapters of reading list, a general multicultural one, and then one basically for every continent. Super exciting. And I it begs this question for me, Jamie. If you were the person who's saying, I've never read a book to my kids, I really want to start this, what book are you suggesting somebody start with? That is a great question, and I feel like I've been talking about this book so much lately because it is really the one that that kicked it all off for us in our multicultural reading journey, and it's a book called uh, Children Just Like Me by Annabelle and Barnabas Kindersley. Um, and it's funny because just this morning I saw on Amazon that now, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, under a book, it will say commonly bought together. And right now it has give your child the world and children just like me. It's like when (laughs) that's terrific. I thought, yeah, I thought I must've been talking about this book a lot lately, but it is really, it's just a wonderful title to get started with because it's, it has so many photos and it's literally a photo journey around the world. Um, so it's perfect for your kids like four to eight or even or even a little bit older than that. And each page highlights a different family, a different part of the world. Um, so that's really one of the titles that that kicked off our global exploration uh, through books. And I think it's a great one for people to start with. 
All right, listeners, I don't know if you heard what Jamie just said, but she did all the work for you. Amen. Now, <laughs> homeschool hey! and homeschool moms rejoiced. Right. Um, so I picked up the book. I just opened to uh, the section or the chapter on Number of the Stars, Europe. And then I looked yes. up European books for ages 8 through 10. So that's right where two of our little guys are, Kendra. And then I thought, let's look up Italy. So I went to Italy. And uh, this, I just want to give our listeners an idea. Like, there's a section here. And, and interspersed throughout the book, Jamie's put these global perspectives. And she asked the question, how do you give your child the world in your home? And then uh, I assume uh, listeners or readers have written into her and she shares their quotes. But, right. But here's a section. Here's a book on Michelangelo by Diane Stanley. And then Jamie, go ahead and gives a little bit of an intro. And then she even puts a note. Hey, one illustration shows the artist cutting open a human cadaver to study anatomy. So, you know, homeschool parents, you know, for those of you that are like, I don't just take any reading list, you know, Jamie really has done the legwork yeah, for you. Yeah, very thoughtful. So it, this is super cool. I'm looking at a homeschooling mom who's across the studio with me, who's weary on yep, most yep. summers when she's planning out reading lists. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And I think um, I'm thinking to myself here, too, because, you know, um, I've read aloud to my kids and required them to read for so many years. And I I kind of burned out on the read aloud thing a couple years ago and, and actually had to get my mojo back. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm thinking I'm going to actually hand this book to my 12 year old and my nine year old and say, you you pick five books to read this year that appeal to you. Um, and then get those stocked for them and ready for the school year. Right. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I just love that. I think, you know, when our kids are little, it's it's easier to kind of vet books because they're picture books. They're short. You can pick one off the shelf at the library. You give it a quick look through. Or even, I mean, if if there's a problem in it, like how much damage can it do? It's like a 20-page picture book, right? But I think that when our kids get a little older, then it's it's a lot more difficult to to judge a book by its cover, so to speak. And and that's what I wanted to help parents with because I know that, you know, it helps me when, when someone I trust in, in some of the reading treasuries that I've turned to in the past, like Honey for a Child's Heart or the Read Aloud Handbook. I've just really enjoyed having uh, another voice tell me like, yes, I've looked through all the books and these are some of the best ones you can bring into your home. Um, so I'm so glad that that's come across. But that's just funny that you chose that one of all of them to read out loud. Fletch with the, <laughs> <laughs> the human cadaver. <laughs> so, Jamie, in the postscript of your book, you have uh, just a quick little two-page section here called How to Raise a World Changer. Uh, you want to touch on that briefly? We give ourselves such a hard time as parents, and we mistakenly believe it all rests on our shoulders. It's all up to us, Mm. especially as homeschooling parents, right? Oh, my gosh, the guilt that can come (laughs) along with it. And so I wanted to just end the book with a a vision of grace that really it's easy uh, to raise kids who, who love the world and who fall in love with books and who then are inspired. Um, so that's, that's what I tried to do through the final page here is just present a vision that's not complicated. That's, that's simple. And then just gives that little spark of fuel to parents to, okay, now go and 
go and do it in your home. Well, we just love what you've done, Jamie. Thank you so much for taking those five years and giving this gift to homeschool parents. Well, to any parents, really. You don't need to be a homeschooler to use this book in your home. Um, But we love the heart behind what you're doing, and um, particularly that you are encouraging parents with grace and compassion um, and and understanding that there are really scary things um, in the world and in (laughs) raising kids. But overall, um, we can give our kids the world without fear because Jesus is here. Mm. Amen. And I really appreciate that that's what you guys are always communicating here as well. It's just that grace and peace. So where would our listeners find you before we let you go? If they wanted to find you online or wanted to, you know, contact you? Yes, they can find me at simplehomeschool.net, which is the blog where I write about about books and about education and, and parenting. And do you have a Twitter handle? I do. It's uh, Jamie underscore C. Martin. Perfect. And the, the Facebook page is also Simple Homeschool. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being on Homeschooling in Real Life. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks to Jamie Martin for taking time out of her busy schedule. She has a bunch of interviews lined up because this book just launched. This is a brand new book. It is, and it's doing really well on Amazon, which I think speaks to the really fabulous job Jamie's done putting it out there. So, you know, homeschool families, this is a gift to you, and you need to head on over and you know, pick that up. It'll work wonders in your, your, uh, homeschool world. Now, um, that's giving your kids the world from your living room couch. Yeah. And it's a great thing. We talked a little bit prior to the interview about giving your kids the world, uh, through missions experiences, through mm-hmm. travel. And we've had Jen Ranieri on in the past. I just wanted to say one more thing. And that's this, um, don't underestimate your children. Okay. Because uh, Kendra had shared a story prior to the break about a grandparent who was partnering with us financially mm-hmm. to allow our daughters to go to Nicaragua. And I say our daughters because they were the ones in church. And Kendra and I sat there and said, oh, you know, for sure, Abby's going to want to do this. And Caroline, probably not so much. And then as it all shook out, Caroline said, I really want to go. And Abby said, I'm not interested. And, <laughs> right. you know, we, and Kendra has, has joked to me and said, uh, that's the last time I try and figure out which one of our kids and what they're going to do and what, they're gonna, what their interests are. Um, and that really is the case that I wanted to say. Like, don't underestimate your children. You might be deathly afraid of traveling or going into a, uh, an environment. Last summer, uh, Abigail went on a uh, one-month exchange to mm-hmm. a small town outside of Paris. Right. Last year, Jack traveled from Spain to Italy through France. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's our 18-year-old. Both of these kids had not had international travel experience, had they? No, and we, we, we literally put them on a plane. I mean, yeah. he was 18. No, he wasn't yet 18, he was actually, when yeah. he took that trip. And she was 15. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> I walked her right into the San Francisco airport and had to say, this is my unaccompanied minor, and sign that off and everything. And it's like, wow, there she goes. Yeah, and you know? but we have traveled internationally, though. So it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal for us. But if this is your first experience, don't underestimate what God could do through your kids. Oh, my you know? goodness. So. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. That was a great episode. I love talking about it. Now, if you want to get back to us, you know all the ways to do it. First, let me just say this right now. You need to be following us on social media. Um, we do a lot of fun things on Facebook. I love the stuff Kendra publishes. She puts up pictures. She throws down quotes and just an engagement on a regular basis. 
It's facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at homeschool IRL. If you want to follow Kendra on Twitter, do you do much on Twitter? Uh, a little bit. It's Kendra <laughs> E. Fletcher. Yeah. And if you want to follow Fletch, it's at the Mango Times. Um, I tend to do most of my life in Instagram and Twitter, and I don't do a lot on Facebook. So those are the places you can follow us. We love to engage and have conversations and talk about life. And I like to throw up things that will challenge you, and Kendra likes to, uh, as well as put up uh, a great encouragements for homeschoolers. Uh, let's get in the, involved in the social media. If you want to support us, that is the ticket. You know, Caroline's Coffee is our sponsor, but we need support from you. That can happen over at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. You know, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support this show. And people, it costs money for us to actually produce a podcast. It does. From graphics to social media engagement time to um, grabbing guests and featuring speakers and things like that. Yeah, it does. cost us money. Wow. So if you would uh, love to sponsor us, we would love that as well. You could become a patron of ours. As for our show, what is coming up? Are we going to let them know what's coming up next week? Next week, Fletch, we are going to be talking just you and me about homeschooling multiple ages. Because like I tell people all the time, when we started out, we had, I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old and a newborn. And so homeschooling with little people under feet is all I've ever known. Yeah. And this is the one, this is the episode where the writer wrote in and said, I can't believe Fletch doesn't know what Kendra does. Yeah. So we're going to talk more about <laughs> we'll that next about week. That, You're going to have yeah. a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for listening this week, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. dot